This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to the one, the original free-for-all Friday. It is a gorgeous day and... As always, there's a lot to talk about. So it's election time. Can we also call it the silly season? Well, this week was marked in one way by finding things that some of the candidates said in the past that the vetting process did not find. The Liberals have dropped three candidates so far, and they are reviewing another one, and this one in a pretty important riding, Etobicoke Center. And the candidate is a law professor, was what he wrote homophobic. Now, I only had a very cursory look at what is quoted from what he wrote, and it said that he did not think LGBTQ people were discriminated against. Uh, that was my reading anyway. Uh, but anyway, that's a lot of candidates. Now, one of them, one of them, uh, was booted as a candidate. Granted, he wasn't very likely to win, uh, for comments that he made on Facebook when he was 15. And he used the F word also in front of a homophobic slur, but he was 15. I mean, uh, you know, I am glad there was no social media when I was 15 or 14 or 13. Now, the current education minister is also in kind of hot water for stuff that he did when he was 19. He at least was in university there. That is a participating in a so-called slave auction, and he apologized unreservedly. So it looks like... Uh, the Liberals did not have a huge number of candidates to choose from. They do not have a full slate, and the NDP is attacking them because they do not have a full slate. They couldn't get enough people to run. They're not a uh, an officially recognized party because they only have seven seats, but I suspect that one of the big reasons the NDP is attacking them is that Stephen Del Duca increased his popularity by more than seven points in just a little over a week. I think that's very impressive. And when you have the Liberals and the NDP sniping at each other, aren't they just doing Doug Ford's work for him? We've seen Doug Ford refusing to do scrums. I guess that's a leader's strategy, but... What do you think? Does it look like he's afraid to answer any questions? Uh, so the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. There are some other things. You know, yesterday we were talking about auto insurance. That's always a big topic here. And people who could not get through, please call back Today, I'd like to hear what's going on with your auto insurance. So here's the thing. Andrea Horvath, the NDP leader, made a really big promise. She said she would reduce auto insurance premiums by 40%. That is huge. So number one, is that something you would cast your ballot on? Do you believe that she could actually get this done? The numbers to call 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty, and we had the conservative leaders debate this week, and there is some fallout from that. We'll get to that momentarily. And another pocketbook issue. This is not provincial. 
It's federal jurisdiction, but we're talking about your cell phone bill. So there's this proposed takeover. Rogers would be taking over Shaw, $26 billion takeover. Well, the Competition Bureau doesn't think it's such a hot idea because they think it would lead to poorer service and higher prices. What a surprise. Uh, Are they going to succeed in blocking this merger? We shall see. So let's get right to the phones. Before we do that, let me give you the numbers again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Let's go to Ron in Guelph. Hi, Ron. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Um, my comment is regarding um, Stephen Lecce and his business of when he uh, what he did as a as a prank or whatever it was or something in Universe at Western. It was a fundraiser, and, so it, it was, was a, a slave a auction. Presumably, yeah. they stood up there and auctioned themselves off as slaves to raise money for whatever. Well, you know what? Yeah, it, it was a it was a stupid thing to do, but uh, as you just alluded to. Thank God they didn't have social media 15, 20 years ago. I think a lot of us would have been in, in a great deal of trouble for stupid things you said and did. But having said that, I think some of these people are, are kind of hypocritical. It, it would be no surprise, of course, if, you know, the, uh, of course, the teachers unions are going to attack them right away. That, you know, that was just going to be a given, right? Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, so now, a lot of these people, are forgetting that uh, they gave um, our prime minister a pass when he was in blackface twice, groped a woman, and yet they said, well, he apologized for it. He's sorry. So we're going to accept that. So, And my thing is, is that um, actions speak louder than words. And Stephen Lecce has certainly done, a, I think, a great job in, um, in being education minister. He's, he's certainly shown no sign of any racism there, has he? Well, uh, I, uh, the first the first question I had when when I saw this was, you know, was there any blackface involved? And I don't think so, uh, I, or not that I know of. So I think Stephen Lecce, I mean, the premier said, "Look, he was young and he apologized." I think he will get a pass on this one, and of course, uh, the opposition will pounce on anything, as will the progressive conservatives if they see it. I mean, some of the stuff, some of it, it's it's even discriminatory is just wacky. I mean, this candidate in Perry Sound, a liberal candidate, wrote a book that is available saying that he believes that uh, babies become homosexual when they rebreathe their own air. I mean, I, I don't even know wh- what is rebreathing your own air, but that's just that's just like wacky beyond belief. Well, I guess it comes down to where I mean, it's, it's the same thing as you just alluded to that lawyer that said something about. Well, you know what? I mean, holy smoke! Where do we? Where do you draw the line at, at people? I mean. Is this becoming such a woke society that you've got you to spend 10 minutes thinking about what you're going to say before you say it? Well, uh, to a certain extent, the answer to that is yes. But do I want somebody representing me who has a really crazy, uh, okay, sorry, with apologize, with apologies, I'm using the word crazy ideas that, that have absolutely no, I mean, passing it off as a scientific idea. Well, I, I would want I mean, someone like that. That's, that's a good point. I mean, you've got to look at, I mean, how many years ago and, um, and what's this guy's, I mean, has he, is he still um, professing those ideas. I well, mean, y- I yes, he yes he is, but he's no longer a liberal candidate. Well, that's Ron, what I mean. I mean, that's, I mean, that, yeah. where do you? I well, mean, they should have I figured mean, that out beforehand. Ron, thanks anyway. for your call. Let us go to Rick in Guelph. Hi, Rick. Hi, Libby. Go ahead. Uh, You're on the air. I just wanted to call talk mention uh, about the car insurance. Go ahead. Uh, yesterday. Uh, when I moved from Richmond Hill to Guelph, I had two vehicles, and my insurance company told me I was going to save $500 just by moving to Guelph. <laughs> wow. That's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. I, 
<laughs> wasn't hard to take. And and your caller uh, uh, who bought the new Honda HRV or CRV, and she was complaining about the increase in her insurance. The Honda CRV is the most stolen car in the province, I think, in Canada. Yeah, well, and it's also when you get a new car, your insurance rates go up because it's more expensive to replace a new car. Yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah, uh, according to CAA, that is the most frequently stolen vehicle. Uh, Thank you for uh, bringing that up, for reminding us of that. Yeah, so all of these things go into account. It's, It's not necessarily that easy to figure out what you're paying for, but the bottom line is that in Ontario, we are paying too much. Oh, absolutely. Rick, thanks for your call. Okay, Libby. Okay, Ray and Vaughn. Hello, Ray. Hi, uh, Libby. I don't think that uh, that the NDP is going to lower the insurance. I just find her a weak leader. That's, that's about all I've got so you're not voting on any particular issue, then? That's what I'm getting no, from you. No, I don't. I, I just don't think that they're going to lower. That's all. Hmm. Okay. Thanks for that, Ray. Thank you. Well, see, that's the big question with all of these announcements. So when it comes to unveiling policy, there has to be something there that is important enough for the voter to say, I am casting my ballot for that. And I'm not sure how often that comes up. It's interesting, the progressive conservatives, I think, are making a point of running on highways, on road construction, on driving in general. They gave us back the license plate fees. They're also promising to make housing more affordable, like, yeah, right. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I wouldn't think so. And it's interesting on, on the highway issue and it, it hits the demographic that they need. They need people in the suburbs. So it hits people who are driving or will be driving when they go back to work. The thing is that the people on the other side of that, I've talked to people who are very opposed to those highways and, you know, they might vote on that issue. And also they say it's not going to save time. Now, I can't say looking at those studies, just as a person who is looking at the studies, you know, who's, who's right and who's wrong. But so there are two things. They're promising these highways, and will the highways actually save time on the commute? Well, some people say yes, and some people say no. Let's go to Mike in Mississauga. Hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Pretty good. I was calling in about car insurance. Go ahead. Last time we had a decrease in car insurance, our deductibles went up. Number one, and less services. They cut rentals. If you have a rental uh, while you're in an accident, they cut it from from ten days to five days. They did all kinds of things with the policy, so the insurance company still doesn't lose any money. And the person that has the insurance policy is paying more indirectly. Well, ab- absolutely, and I think it's it's different from company to company, but yes, they got permission uh, when they weren't actually raising the rates or even when they were to cut the benefits. So yeah. you have to look and see, and I know that my insurance broker has been in touch a number of times and saying, hey, this benefit was cut, so you have to pay X dollars extra if you want to get coverage for this. I've been with the same broker for over 25 years, and I, they know my habits. They know everything. Also, I used to be a body shop manager for 25, 30 years, and I know what the insurance companies will cut and what they'll do when you bring your car in to have it repaired. Instead of getting genuine parts on your Chevy, you're getting aftermarket parts because they're saving money, and you don't get the benefit of having your car repaired properly. 
Uh, yeah, well, sometimes you do, and it just the price is really inflated. I told this story on air yesterday that that uh, it happened to my husband, where he he got a very small damage on, granted, a fancy car. He thought it was a bike rack falling off, so he thought he'd have to pay for it himself, and he got a quote of something like. Uh, $1,800 from the guy who specializes in that type of car. And then he found out that it was actually covered by insurance with actually no deductible. And suddenly the bill for that same repair became over $8,000. Yeah. It's, you know, you go in, you, a, a, an adjuster, sorry, an appraiser comes in and he'll give you an appraisal on a, on a say, a five or $6,000 job. And they just want to cut corners left and right. I have been retired now for 14 years. And I, I've had a couple of small accidents. And I just look after it myself because I don't want to deal with the insurance company because I dealt with them for 25 years. <laughs> and they're, they're worse bandits, you know. Well, I, I think uh, some are uh, probably better than others. Let's not tar them all. Yeah, there are a few that are really good. And they're and really I don't expensive. Want to any names on the air? Neither do I. But that, the ones that are really good are really expensive. <laughs> well, that's what you're paying for. You're okay. paying that. God forbid you should have an accident, but you don't want any headaches once you have the accident. Exactly. And the good insurance companies will take care of you. They'll put you in a car. They'll do what they have to. The shops are reputable, and it's. I mean, you go to a mom and pop shop. Sometimes they're the best in the world. You go to a dealer, they could be worse. Oh. Hard to say. Don't get me started, Mike. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Have a good day and stay safe. Thanks. Okay, we have got to take our first break before we go to break. We're talking about auto insurance. Uh, I'd like to hear from you. Would you consider casting your vote for a promise to cut premiums by 40%? you believe that the NDP could get that done if they are elected? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back, and there are a lot of other things to talk about, too. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. And I'm about to take a couple of calls that I see on the board about healthcare. I just want to remind people of this. So in polling, healthcare came up as the issue that most people cited as the most important issue to them. So it was just over a quarter of people polled said the most important issue is healthcare. On the other hand, polling also shows that they think Andrea Horvath and the NDP are most likely to fix healthcare. In the meantime, Andrea Horvath is in third place. So how do you square up these things, right? Is it a kind of thing where you say healthcare is really the most important, but maybe it isn't? Or is it what you're thinking about when you go to the polls? So just with that in mind, I am going to take Rose in Mississauga. Hello, Rose. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Great, thank you. Yes, uh, so I'm calling in regards to... uh, what the conservatives uh, they want to do to privatize the healthcare. So for uh, for anybody that you have to do any tests if they do privatize it, we will have to pay for any kind of test for blood work, etc. Also, too, they want to privatize the schools. So that, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, they say they do not want to privatize the schools. There are people that are accusing them of trying to 
incrementally add some private, but and I've never heard anything about privatizing schools. I don't know. Yeah, that that also has been. Uh, we have a friend that is a teacher, and uh, oh well. Eventually, they, that's what they want to do, so that people they who can afford it, they can put their children on a private school. Uh, well, they people who can't afford it can already put their children exactly. in private schools. Uh, exactly. There are a lot of so, there. You know. And also, too, um, uh, you know, like, uh, why building a, a highway that, uh, Paul has been so adamant to, uh, to build a highway? Oh, yeah, he, he why definitely he spend is. spend the money on uh, hospitals? We need a lot of nurses and, uh, you know, we spend it on seniors also, too. Okay, thanks for your call, Rose. People, uh, you know, uh, because uh, a friend of yours, while you were having some drinks in the backyard, told you something doesn't mean it's necessarily true. So, you know, there's plenty to talk about and, you know, frankly, plenty, plenty to criticize for all of them without straying from being accurate. Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Mike in Etobicoke. Hi, Mike. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to talk about our premier, Mr. Ford. Go ahead. I think as seniors, we've all got to remember how he started. And he began to whittle away at health care. And, of course, one of the things he did was when people traveling outside the province are no longer, no longer covered by OHIP. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that affects the snowbirds and us seniors. And, uh, again, on, on, on a, you know, I think, as seniors, we've got to remember that. Remember the way he's going. Well, remember remember what happened during the pandemic in our long-term care and read what he says he's going to do about it and see if you think that's good enough. We don't Why have to look very far. <laughs> you know. Thanks, and, and Mike. as far as Andrea Horvath, how is she going to... I don't know how she can cut... Car insurance by 40%, but I want to wish her a lot of luck on that. Okay, Mike, thanks. A lot of people are wondering, I mean, she says that what she would do is uh, banning any increases for 18 months while she calls an expert panel to reimagine the whole system, either as a public system or a public-private system, or a different kind of private system. So, I don't know. Uh, we seem to be very, very good at very, very lengthy expert panels and inquiries and conclusions, but, you know, how long to get things to change, and will they change? And another NDP government, Bob Ray's government, tried it, and it was a fiasco. So let us move along from there. We've got Joy in Markham. Hi, Joy. Well, hello, Libby. Happy Friday. Thank you. Happy Friday to you. And it's also my 79th birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. You know what? I'm going to give you a bell, even though I don't think you're a first-time caller. Happy birthday, Joy. I'll take any bells at this age. But, uh, however, um, my reason for calling is that at 79 years old, I'm still uh, working in the healthcare field. Good for you. Yes, I plan to do that until, you know, uh, I'm 100 years old. Okay. If if I'm able to. Good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, my reason for calling is um, this. 40413 highway that they're planning on building. Why not think of uh, putting that money in building uh, more hospitals and train qualified people in the healthcare field? At this age, I'm ready to roll up my sleeve and jump in to, you know, to help as much as I can. You know, I am working as a currently uh, PSW, and um, I love my job. That's why I'm still actively involved. And that is my take. Why not put that money into building hospitals, 
And uh, the pandemic is uh, is uh, an example why we need more facilities and beds, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so, well, they did you promise. Know, that's my take uh, today, Libby. And okay. um, thanks for taking this call so I can air my, you know. Okay, thanks, Joy. And happy birthday. And they did promise to build more beds, but you have to decide if that is good enough. And I hope that Joy will ask that question when somebody running for office rings her doorbell. So, but that is, that's the way to do it. Okay, moving right along. James in Ancaster, you are a first-time caller. Welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I'm just calling about the no-fault insurance. And uh, in addition to the premiums having uh, skyrocketed out of control, the most important thing that no-fault insurance did was it changed the way the whole system worked from your insurance company going after the at-fault insurer and collecting as much money as possible to both repair your car and satisfy the claim. Through no-fault insurance, your insurance company is paying out the damage to repair your car even though you are not at fault, whereby your insurance adjuster is his job is to make sure that the cost of doing that is as little as possible, whereby there is a definite conflict of interest. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I. I. I have to say, I'm a little confused about how all of that works because I've heard of cases where I'm told that one adjuster from one company is trying to get money out of the other one. I'm not entirely sure that the way what you have is exactly the way it works i will check into it but yeah. uh, uh i've also seen and i think i told one story here where actually the work the the money on the work it can be inflated as opposed to uh corners cut so um, yeah the whole system is really mm, not well, a mess i mean well, uh, uh, sorry for interrupting, but I was quickly going to say that my girlfriend back in the late 80s, uh, she worked for um, a consulting firm that was hired by the Law Society, and we picked up Ralph Nader from the airport and took him to dinner before he did a presentation the following day on behalf of the Law Society. And that was the change to the no-fault insurance. But I personally had a, a fellow, an architect whom I was working with, whom was coming to a meeting I had arranged and got in a car accident. And uh, it was his fault, mind you. But nonetheless, his car, which was a one-year-old Lexus, a $65,000 car, the insurance company was going to repair it. And, and I had seen the car, and the car was incredibly damaged, the entire front end of a front-end uh, drive yeah, Okay, car. James, that's a kind of a long story. Sure. But anyway, the thanks for your call. I think it is something I, 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 like I said, I'm not entirely sure because I have heard of cases where that's not the way it's done. But, but I should check. Thank you for your call. Okay, where are we going, Diana in Etobicoke? Hello, Diana. Hello there. How are you? Fine. How are you? Most excellent. Thank you. Um, my comment would be uh, at the moment. I believe that all. All of the parties are playing a shell game. Um, it's who can baffle the most. There is no possible way that the NDP can cut insurance rates by 40%. I mean, that's not even logical. Um, any more than, than giving us all back our, our money that we paid for our stickers. Nothing has been so asinine in my entire <laughs> life and, and making me think rethink who I want to vote for. So you're saying that that you were a progressive conservative voter until they sent you a check. Is that what you're until telling me? Until they sent me a check. Pardon? Until they sent me a check. Yes. Yes. That's uh that's interesting. That would that would be the opposite effect that they wanted. So why is that? You think that's uh, not a useful use of our our money giving it back to us? I was so angry that such a stupid endeavor would have happened just to gain votes give me a break i i have a car i expect to pay for my licenses the licensing all those the monies they collect 
go to fix the roads, go to fix all the other things. Where is it going to come from? It has to come from somewhere. And I'm happy to pay my, my share. I'm happy to get a check back, of course. But I was just as happy to pay my bill and make sure that the things that we have to have fixed are fixed. Uh uh, yeah, it, but that is who they're appealing to. They're appealing to drivers, mostly who live in the suburbs. That's where they want their votes. That's where they need their votes. Uh, uh, Diana, but I hope someone was listening from the Progressive Conservative Party that, that there's actually somebody who was voting for them who was rethinking that after they got the check. Interesting. Thank you very much for your call. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Where are we going? Bella in Whitby. Hello, Bella. Bella, are you there? Hello. Okay, Bella. Uh, let's go to Jerry in Fergus. Hello. Hello. Hello, Jerry Hello. in Fergus. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? You're on the yeah, air. I, I, um, First of all, I just want to, I, I agree with exactly what Diana said. I felt the same way about this whole refund, and um, I just want to leave it at that. For And, and I've talked to many people feel the same way. I want to uh, go back to uh, Tuesday when you were talking to some doctors about, um, you know, procedures not getting done and such. Um, just a little history on me. I had a, a hip fracture four years ago, had it replaced. Went to a surgeon um, after for recouping. Uh, talked to him about my my knee. He sent me for X-rays. I had I have um, arthritis in my left knee, and um, I said, "Well, what can I do about it? Am I close to a replacement?" And he says, "No, you're not." And he says, "I got a list of rules here, things that you you should do." And it started with going to physiotherapy, doing exercise taking Voltaren, which I, I think was mentioned, um, and, and I'd done that. And I, when I recouped from my hip, I, um, I was going to, um, to the rec center here in Fergus, and, and I went to the pool. And I, and I did my therapy um, exercises, went to thera- physiotherapy, and then I continued on with doing the same exercises in the pool. And, and also, she gave me, um, like I had exercises for my knee, I had exercises for my hip, but my knee is doing really well, and, and it's been four years, and I and I still go to the pool, I go to the gym, I do some um, non-impact uh, uh, exercises, uh, I don't do a treadmill, I go on a bike, I go on a, a rowing machine, but, and then using Voltaren is um, really gives me some relief when I do overstress. Jerry, I am really glad to hear all that. That's great. I I also have arthritis in my left knee and I also do exercise and it works. But uh, thanks for that. And uh, that's a good example for people who are listening. Appreciate your call. I think there's so many, I think there's so many people and I've, I've been through this um, in other other aspects of health too. And I, and you know, I think there's so many people do not continue on with, with what they've been told to do. And, and people think that they should be able to fix a hip, fix a knee and they, and they weigh 50, 60, 80 pounds more than they should. So people have to really, people really have to work at it. It's not easy. It is not easy for sure. Thank you very much for your call, Jerry. Okay, we have to take another break. Uh, let me give the numbers before we go to break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we'll be back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. 
Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. And auto insurance is a big topic. And it is a big topic because this week, Andrea Horvath, the NDP leader, promised to cut premiums by 40% if she is elected. That seems like a pretty tall order. So I'm asking people, what's the deal with your auto insurance? And do you believe that she could get it done? So let's go right back to the phones. We've got Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. I I have two comments, one with respect to auto insurance. I did look at a provincial comparison of rates, and I noticed we are number two. Number one is British Columbia, and they have a public system as opposed to private system. And yes, their average is just over 1800 bucks a year, but get this, that is up over $700 since 2015. Exactly. Uh, wow. 63% in less than five years. That, uh, oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's in... Uh, and this our, must rates be old. Up, our rates on average went up 1.63%, according to the Canada Drive um, comparison. Now, there may be differences between the provinces that might explain some of that. I, I just don't know. Now, my second comment is I will be voting for health care and against highways. Okay, so, uh, well, you're voting for an opposition. You're voting for an opposition party then. Absolutely. So can we ask which one? Uh, you know what? I, I'm probably going to vote liberal. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to vote liberal. I, I, my problem with the NDP, and I, I see what they're promising, and I, I, I wish I could be confident in their ability to deliver on them, but I just don't know if, with how much depth they have in that party, and uh, the and the leader I'm I'm not impressed with. And let me ask, does the, the Liberal candidate in Brampton have a good shot at it? I would probably say no, because the um, the candidate in my riding is uh, Prabhmeet Singh Sakaria. Uh-huh. So he's a cabinet minister. Right. And, uh, of course, that would be a challenge to uh, unseat a sitting cabinet minister. It would be. But anyway, thank you for sharing all that with us, Dennis. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye and it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Wow. Finally. Oh, the winter was so bad and so long, and it is just glorious outside. Okay. More on auto insurance. Alan Brantford. Hello, Al. How are you doing there, Libby? Fine. How are you? Our memories must be awful short because when McGinty left, Andrea Horwath cut a deal with uh, Kathy Wynne yep. to lower the rates. Yep. And they both tried. They went to court. They tried. They couldn't. So how was Andy ever going to weave a magic wand and do it this time at 40%? They were only talking 10 or 15 before. Well, uh, you would have to pass a whole new legislation. She wants to completely change the system. So she said she would ban increases. Uh, I don't even, I mean, I'm assuming that you can, if you're in in government, you've got a majority, you pass a law and it happens. So uh, there might be a challenge to that. Who knows? And then, uh, then she said she'd have this expert panel and the expert panel would advise them presumably after 18 months on how to change the system. So that's what she's saying. Uh, now you're saying you were in the industry or are in the industry? I have all my life been in the industry. Uh, doing what? Everything. <clears throat> From I've owned wrecking yards, I've owned gas stations, garages. Oh, okay, not in the insurance industry. On the road right now. Not not in the insurance industry. No, but I've dealt with them. Okay, I'll bet. I have dealt with them. And I'll just give you a quickie about the difference on the other side of the border. At one point in time, I have nine vehicles of my own. Seven are are, uh, personal. And one of them was a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. Over New York State, it was one sixty for a year for 2 million PLMPD and agreed to price on for collision or theft. Over the border here, I was paying 900 for the exact same insurance. The Americans take into consideration the northern climate. There's there's winter comes along. There's uh, inclement weather. And most people that own bikes uh, work. 
the, the Canadian system doesn't. Hmm. You, you insure for the year. Yeah, the the in, the insurance company uh, companies, the insurance industry seems to be good at getting what they say they need. Anyway, Al, thank you very thank much you. for that. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, let me give you the numbers out again: four one six three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty definitely. Auto insurance has been the hottest topic today, but we are in the middle of an election campaign. We've got uh, candidates being dismissed for things they said or did in some cases a very long time ago. Three liberal candidates are toast, and now they are looking at a fourth. And that fourth, this is not uh, something really obscure. It's in Etobicoke Center. And it is a candidate who's a law professor. And the allegation is that he had some homophobic writing. And apparently it's been looked into. We have the education minister, Stephen Lecce, apologizing for taking part in a slave auction when he was in university uh, at the age of 19. Uh, so, yeah, he apologized. He said, look, I was young and stupid. And frankly, who wasn't young and stupid? So the numbers 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. Let's go to Bob in Dufferin County. Hi, Bob. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I have a complete different topic to talk about. Okay. Last night at County Council, there was a, there was a, a very important situation came up. There's a developer that wants to put a plant or plants uh, factory plants in, in Dufferin County, okay, that would employ at least 5,000 people. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, they have to realign a road to, to, to line up with only about two or 300 feet to line up with another intersection that, and put, put a satellites and so on. Anyways, they're going to call this road like a collector road or whatever. It's, it just, it just, it's just technology. Anyways, to make a long story short, there was, and this, by the way, will bring hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax revenue into the county. Uh, people can drive not near as far to come to work at, at $2 a liter fuel as, as they're paying now. And, and there's been other intersections realigned in the county, and there was no environmental assessment done at all because I was on council at the time. Now they want this done, and to make a long story short, the deal crashed. It was like uh, uh, everybody voted to to uh, have that. And by the way, this is going to take roughly a year and a half to do. So, so anyways, the, the, the developers, they, they'll, they'll be gone in the meantime. It was there's only one myself, the only one that voted to to not not go this way. Scrap that and just go ahead and, and have them go ahead and do the job. So anyways, this is a kind of lunacy, okay, that we have going on in Dufferin County. And if anybody doesn't know, Dufferin County is roughly 60 miles or 50 miles northwest of Toronto. It's a small county, and I can't believe what happened. I honestly can't believe it. Hmm. Well, that's an interesting situation, and thank you for telling us about it. Well, I don't I, know. I hope there's millions uh, listening. Pardon? Millions. Uh, millions and millions. There you go. Okay, Bob Thanks, and Dufferin Libby. County. Thank you very much. Right. Bye-bye. Okay. We're going to Jean Anderson in Palmerston. Hello, Jean. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I was just listening to some of the callers, and I felt compelled. I have called in frequently before. I'm a registered nurse. Um, and I just, I'm listening to all the promises from the political parties and the liberals. We, I was part of a group called the nursing shortage in you group in 2008. And I have forwarded you on your Instagram account, a copy of the page in the, there was a full page right up in the Kitchener record, mm-hmm. um, predicting exactly what the situation that we're in now. And if we look at the NDP's proposed solution, they say they're going to increase nurses, but Bob Ray froze nurses wages. We have nurses leaving in legendary numbers right now they're quitting they're burnt out they're done like they're just tired and they're worn out and we're in the sixth wave of of um covid there have been more nurses off work due to covid either in their mostly in their kids but they have to isolate 
and desperately short of staff. You arrive at your unit and you're the only person there in the morning. There's nobody well, else there. Jean, Staffing has made all the calls and they can't get anybody. Jean, I, I just want to make a couple of points here. So first of all, a salute to you and other nurses. It is nursing week this week. Yes, it is indeed. It is indeed. So I don't mm-hmm. know, is is the right uh, salutation? Happy nursing, happy yep. nurses week. Happy and, nurses week. And a lot of people, myself included, we, we really appreciate the work you do. And we know that the work in hospitals cannot go on without you. As a matter of fact, earlier this week, we had Dr. Kevin Smith, who's the CEO of the University Health Network, talking about the backlogs. And mm-hmm. he, one of the biggest problems is getting nursing staff. We also had a survey yesterday for nursing uh, week that said 75% of staff are burnt out. Yeah. And, and they're exhausted. We, we hear you and very much appreciate uh, your work and especially through the pandemic. Wow. How, how difficult that had to have been. Well, and I mean, it still is. We're having, we've, I work in a small unit, a dialysis unit. We didn't have anybody all the way through COVID until this wave. We're a very small unit, so we're fairly insulated and we have very strict protocols in place. They come through a separate entrance. We screen them before they come in. And we've only recently, so the COVID thing is not over yet in hospitals by any means. If anything, it's worse right now. We've had units that have 50% of their full-time staff off work. Wow. And we're, we're traveling I live in Palmerston. I go to Kitchener to help out, go to Guelph to help out because they simply don't have any nurses. But my point is to the leaders who are promising to fix this. Mm-hmm. 2008, we told them about this. We had an all-candidates meeting in Listowel. We had 75 nurses there. We invited them all to the front of the room. We gave them all a candle. We had the people who were already retired leave. We had the people who were five years from retirement leave. We got to 10 years from retirement. There were two nurses at the front of the room. Wow. And, and I turned to the candidates and said, gentlemen and ladies, there's your health care system. The one of the candidates said, well, I think we have a health care platform in here somewhere. They'd been <laughs> invited to a candidate's meeting that was going to speak particularly to health care. And the previous elections have been silent on health care, federal and provincial. People think that health care is simply a provincial matter. It is not. The feds have a transfer tax that drop from approximately 6% increases per year to 3% increases per year. And that only negotiated province by province and territory by territory with Mr. Trudeau. Okay. And according to regulations, there's regulations attached to it. You had to allocate the funds to here or there. And they can promise 35000 Where do they think they're going to find them? The schools are not in place to train them. The students who are coming through are spending a couple of months and going, I'm not doing this. For the rest of my that life. That is apparently a big a big problem and they all yes. have plans and I guess it's a question of who you believe might actually get at it. Well they've all had a shot at it. That's so true. we were that group, we went to the Liberals and it was Mr. Smitherman at the time, and he was a liberal, and we got as far as his policy advisor, and we said, You promised us nine thousand additional nurses. And where are they? Well, we can't afford them. Well, we said last year you paid 10000 FTE, so full-time equivalents, at overtime. If you can't figure out that math, no wonder our budgets never balance. Okay, Jean, I have to let you go because we're almost yep. out of time. I want to take a few more before we go. I appreciate yep. your call. Happy Nursing Week. Thank you so, so much. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. Oops, I did something bad here. Did it again. Okay, let us go to Rachel in Brampton. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Olivia. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, my comment is really just uh, housing, especially the, for special needs. Uh, the story that uh, this week that lady, um, her ODSP wasn't enough, and she wanted to uh, end her life, that really resonated with me, you know, uh, because I have a son who's really he's autistic and can't really work and the housing situation is like 15 years or 20 years waiting that's terrible uh, horrible and uh, she wanted to end her life because because of uh, just because she can't afford to live i mean i know that because if we weren't here my son would have been like there's no way he can afford to live by himself right Mm -hmm. and the housing is like when you know when he turned sixteen, 
He's approaching. He's 19 now, but he's when you know when he registered ODSB. Uh, that's what she told us. She said, uh, uh, you know, you can register him for uh, housing. I said, no, we're not ready for that. Oh, she laughed and she says about 15 years waiting. Well, right. um, it's 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 a very difficult situation. The the conservatives have promised a five percent increase in ODSP. Yeah, but that's not enough. Uh, uh, you know, based on uh, um, the market right now, right? And uh, so it, it's just like uh, the process to begin with the ODSP is really into reforming. I mean, you have to apply three, four places. So they don't talk, communicate each other. They don't talk to each other. Yeah. You know, there's no one space, one place where people can go through. Like you have to go through different government offices. You know? I, I know that's how a lot of it works. It's really frustrating to deal yeah. with it. It's very difficult to navigate. Yeah, unless you're like you sit down and really and a piston page uh, application process and all the interview and all that. After you go through all that, like uh, I mean, I mean, impressed with the ODSP people. Don't get me wrong. I'm just so they're so accessible and they try to help whatever, but their hand is tied, right? I mean, it's just a system. It's, yeah. The system, yeah. the system in so many ways is very difficult for people. Rachel, thank you very much for your call. I am looking at the clock and we're out of time. And it has been a very interesting week, and I'm sure that we have another interesting week ahead of us. I'll be back here on Monday. On Monday evening, we have a leaders' debate. I will be there covering it, and I'm sure there will be things to talk about coming out of that. In the meantime, everyone, have a wonderful weekend. That's all the time for Fight Back for today and for this week. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.